the call for evangelism. Alright. We started this teaching um, about two last week and um, we said evangelism ought to be in the Christocentric term you will see it as outreach. So when you see your friends probably in the Christocentric circle telling you I went on outreach that's that's the Christocentric term. I'm trying to train you so that when you match up with other Christians outside you 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 are you're on track. You can see this. You you guys can roll. So when you hear that term outreach, we went for outreach. We went to reach out. We we on the power outreach. Get get us connections in the hospital. I want us to go for a power outreach. You there's something they call a power outreach. There's something they call um there's something they call a storm outreach. Storm outreach is like when we go to a school now, or and we want to go and in, in evangelize to a match. To a, to a large crowd. That's a storm outreach. So you hear all those terms in the Christocentric circles and I don't want you to get too strange with that. What are they saying? What are they not saying? You hear storm outreach, you hear power outreach, you hear, um, yeah, we just, uh, my outreach times, all of those things. But it is a very intriguing part of the local church. And listen, I've told you before, this is basically me teaching you ministry in the, with this series. Ministry is for every one of you. I've showed you Ephesians 4, 11 to 12, where it says, It gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry. And ministry is preaching the gospel. If you are not preaching, you are not doing the work of ministry. Ministry is not drama. Ministry is not praise dance. Ministry is not choreography. Ministry is preaching, discipling men. How many men are you discipling? Is there one person you are accountable for? You know the proof of spiritual growth is the sense that you have that one person you are accountable for. One, two people that you are looking at praying that, Father, this person's eyes of understanding is enlightened. I need to ensure that this person is growing. And I've explained to you that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20, how uh, it says, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, and he now told us that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. So every one of us as believers, we received the ministry of reconciliation. And how did you receive it? You received it upon salvation. So that's why I told you last week, I said, you are a born preacher. You are born again a preacher. You are born again a, a carrier of the message. You are born again an herauder of the message of Christ. You are born again and God started counting on you that, ah, you can preach the gospel. So, you will see, um, you will see um, in that place where it says, it's, so it was given for everyone to preach. It was given for everyone. And I told you that the local church that is doing the will of God must be a local church that is given to regular outreaches. Must be a local church that is given to regular outreaches. So how do a local church, how do a church stay in line with the will of God? They stay in line with the will of God by reaching out. Because if you caught God's heart today, God is not thinking of who will become the next president. 
neither is God thinking of who is going to who is which update is McDonald's going to release <laughs> or who, who is Apple what's Apple's next project <laughs> iPhone 12 is coming out that's not what God is thinking about all God is thinking about is souls salvation of men the will of God is for every man to be saved and not to perish that's all we are still treating the call for evangelism the call for evangelism and I told you that the instruction to go into the world into all nations does not mean to abandon your immediate fam- your immediate community to go into the world means to start from this next door to go into the world you know we used to sit down on our phone and say we are taking the nations we are taking the nations actually start from your family <laughs> we are taking the nations start from your it starts from your immediate compound it starts from people are your surroundings so you have to be that believer who is diligent with reaching out and listen let me tell you something a lot of us have made a mistake we try to wait for when we are perfect or we try to wait for when we know everything to go and preach no that little content even the even the little let me say the little mistake <laughs> you know <laughs> preach use it to teach don't wait till you know genesis to revelation before you are saying ah i'm waiting if you say you will wait you will never do anything you will not do ministry because we are still going to learn this thing eh? we are going to study it till we die even when we die i believe somewhere in my heart I believe we will still study it in heaven. <laughs> Somewhere in my heart. Because the Bible says the word of God, every night will pass away, but the word of God will not pass. So, somewhere in my heart, I'm not, I'm not saying doctrinally, I, I can't back this up doctrinally. I've not studied that. I don't know anything about that. But one portion of my heart, I think we will still study this thing in heaven. So, don't wait till you amass all the knowledge you know you cannot start speaking Hebrew <laughs> and start showing us the arrow and the comma. <laughs> <laughs> and you start showing us all the arrow and the the Yeshua and Mashiach and the <laughs> and the ta- Tambata and the Stab and the <laughs> and it is plural yet it is singular <laughs> and the compound words don't wait <laughs> That little you know is enough to save a soul. That little you know that, ah, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is enough to save a soul. I remember when I was growing up, I did not know, I don't even like Bible. All I just go is, I'm just going to be speaking Yoruba to people like, ah, I'll go to all these beer parlors then. Just going to be telling them in Yoruba then, telling them, ah, Give your life to Christ. That's what we knew then. Give your life to Christ. Shall give their life. Stop just your smoking. Stop everything. You will die. You will perish. God will punish you. God, you, you, you we, we'll come, we're, we're killing them with our... I was killing them with my ignorance. So I remember one day... I, I, I just remember this story. I've actually forgotten this. I'm just talking. I just remember. So there was one night. I, I wore black, black. I, I love black. I actually love black. 
So I wore black black that day. I, it was coming from your school then. And I entered in I entered one of those beer parlors. The guy was smoking, his eyes was red. I said I said I I entered I said Alpha Kilo in my head I was I was I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> so I was like so in my head I was like ah. He has not given us the spirit of of fear again. To you, you have to preach. So you, you started. You, I started quoting those things to encourage myself. So I just, I just, I said, can I sit down? I said, uh, what, what joke is it? I was like, okay. So <laughs> I just said, so stop, 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 stop. This you're smoking. <laughs> Instead for me to ah, if I if I know better now, honestly, ignorance is not good. That's why the little you are learning, you are learning, you keep getting better. And I, I, I said, eh, eh, you know, imagine how will I be telling somebody that can even slap me? And you know, not to be with their, their body is hot, their his eyes is popping red. I said, eh, so, so 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 stop smoking, stop. So Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Say, eh, moment, okay. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, so just stop this line. Say, ah, can't move. What part would you better leave? Like, I was like, oh, I was like, I was not speaking you. Right? Please don't be offended. I was just, I'm just trying to teach you this and that. Say, I was like, can we pray? Say, hey, she, she, she can drop me. I was like, please, please. And that's how I pray. Even then, I left there, prum, Musa, because I don't know what can happen next. And I left. But, I discovered that you don't have to know everything before you reach out. You really don't have to. You really don't have to. I've confronted an atheist before three years ago. Me and the atheist, I, I don't know um, as much as I knew now when I met the atheist. Me and he, we stayed on hot sun in this downtown here. We stayed in hot sun. The hours, we, boss came, boss, that time was, I was still jumping boss. Boss came, the boss left, he said, no, 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 we don't have to enter the bus yet. <laughs> we, we argued, ah, if I knew, ah, it, it pays me, but you will grow. So that's the deal, you need to grow with your experiences. So that when you now start handling men, and start pastoring, and start reaching men, more men, you will have amassed more knowledge on how to actually deal with people. Do you get what I'm saying? It helps you build. So that will lead to one person you are talking to now. And you are preaching to and you are saying, Alpha, just believe the gospel. Just, uh, the, the righteousness of God in Christ. It's training you indirectly. Yes, you are trying to save a soul. You are praying for the person's life. But it's actually training you on how to get better. You will notice that the next person you will reach, you will have more words to say. You will get better. You need to learn it. And listen. Don't let online spoil you. I beg you. I'm careful to say this. I had something. I don't want to say it because I don't know. Now we're about to. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> hear this. <laughs> it, it's, it pains me. I had something not quite long ago. And person said, I, know, I started my church with online and somebody told me, I just don't want to say that I started my church online, that I started my church is, I just put um, things there, people just started coming, then I just started pastoring, I did not have to do personal evangelism for one person one day. 
I'm wondering. That's wrong. If Facebook crash tomorrow, they can. Hope you know. They can crash. This guy, you know, this actually, Mark Zuckerberg does not care. The guy can sell and buy anything. He can sell Facebook tomorrow. Whoa, are we still going to do ministry? I need you to think that way. If there is no Facebook, if there is no Instagram, if there is no SoundCloud, if there is no Spotify, if there is no Google Drive, <laughs> are we still going to do ministry? Think about it. So, we cannot build on things that are not internal. One-on-one -on -one myth preaching must remain on your mind forever. That attitude of, I want to go and see this person, I will walk and I will go and preach to somebody on the road. It must be your life. Yes, you will have people, people will say, ah, internet has made it easier. Yes, it has made it easier. I'm not saying don't use internet. I'm not saying don't reach out to people online and preach and preach to them. And It's good, reach out to them, but don't be spoiled by that. I do it too. I reach out to people online. We talk, we chat. I'll, I'll teach you this and that and that. But I must not get spoiled as a believer by that. I must still be able to trek and go and reach out to somebody. Even in the snow. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because tomorrow, what if there's no more WhatsApp? Now, pandemic destroyed everything. What if... There is just one wave, one thing. We just, you know, the same way COVID came, we don't even know the name before. One wave just came, and they say the only thing we can just be doing on our phone is just to be taking picture, <laughs> and we can never access internet. No, no. What, what if people will say, ah, technology has come to stay. This and then and nothing can stop it. What if technology was not yet fifty years ago, but men were still getting saved. Technology was not in the time of the apostles, even though they had a little bit, but they were still getting men saved. Yes, use technology, but don't let that be your only tool for reaching out. Are you getting what I'm saying? Still know how to talk to somebody one-on-one. -on -one. See, the message is in the preaching. You don't dramatize the message. People say, I'm a gospel, I'm a gospel drama, drama ministry. How do you want to explain the content of how Christ died? How Christ was buried? I rose again with movie that somebody acted. Even Passion of Christ did not explain it, cannot. Passion of Christ is an interpretation. Well, before people say I'm controversial again. <laughs> anyway, let's move. So, you see, let's see 2 Corinthians. I'm not saying you should not watch movie. May I watch movie? Before you before somebody can say, I know controversial man being. I'm not saying you should not watch Christian drama too. Don't hear what I did not say. <laughs> I did not say you should not gonna be watching. You know their names. I did not say that. <laughs> Just don't hear what I did not say. <laughs> I hear what I said. <laughs> anyway, 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new... You know, this thing called... Anyway, let me go back. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things... 
who has God reconciled by Jesus Christ, giving us the ministry of reconciliation. The word reconciliation is from the Greek called katalasso. Hmm. Let me spell it. K-A-T-A-L-L-A-S-S-O. K-A-T-A-L-L-A-S-S-O. It implies to come another for reconciliation. That is, this is an explanation of the gospel of man coming to God or both parties agreeing. It's just like saying you are reconciling something. When we say, oh, a reconciliation of a marriage just happened. It's just like an agreement between a man and a woman coming back together and saying, oh, we have forgot our terms before. I know I've done you wrong. Now let's come together. Let's walk again and do things together. So now, on the reconciliation basis of the scripture, God was the one who came down to man to reconcile man to himself. Man was the one who did wrong, but God was the one who came down to reconcile. God said, you know what? Man, I know you did wrong, but I've forgiven you. Just believe in me and we'll we'll be on good terms. So the message of the gospel is so sweet. It's so sweet that when you receive the gospel, you have been given the responsibility to preach. If you got born again today, you can preach today. If you got born again this morning, this evening, you can preach. I remember Reverend Naika saying, the very day he got born again, that very evening, they took him for evangelism. He said, <laughs> he said he got to the evangelism and was wondering, what would I say? They said, brother, teach. He said, ah, ah, ah. He said so Jesus is, he said, you can teach, you can teach. He said, ah, ah, ah. I don't know what to say. But he said, he now said something. He said, that is the joy that, that, that gave him a spark of sense that, so that means that day I got born. He said that day I'm, I'm still not even sure. You know, this day is to make you get born again. That day you get born again. Tomorrow they will tell you, ah, Jesus loves you. Jesus has given, Jesus has done everything for you. The next day they will just say, what, brother? There's still confession of sins to do. <laughs> There's still restitution. There's still retribution. There's still ten steps to holiness. There's still sanctification, justification, and um, that just Sean, Sean, what those things did they used to do? <laughs> there's still um, <laughs> restitution. There's still what 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 other one? Eh? There's, there's all those Sean, ten ways, ten. They will even tell you there's even seven keys to the success. Or like our teachers did, three D's of success. Anyway, so there's all of those things. But he said, he now says something. He said that gave him a spark, and that made him understand that. That did not even give him time to start doubting his salvation. Even though at the end of the day, he still doubted at some point. But imagine you got born again today. You got somebody born again today. That evening, you now tell the person, Sister, let's quickly go. Let's quickly go and teach somebody. You know the person who wants you, I'll be looking at you like, Calm down. I want you to be calming down. Like that guy. Mommy, I want you to be calming down. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> Evangelism must remain the focal point and the activities of our church. The very minute, you know one thing I've studied about the local church, the very minute the church is not focusing on evangelism and prayer, especially these two things, evangelism, prayer, and teaching the word, their priority and focus is on something different, and that will change the mood of the ministry, or that will change the pattern. If 
our you see I'm, what i'm trying to do is trying to redirect our focus on how our ministry should be if our focus is not about how we should reach men how we are praying and you know our prayers is not about burdens about it's not about we are praying for uh, one thing to happen i be we are praying for something we are praying for nations and the cause of the gospel imagine our prayers are not evolving that our prayers are evolving that we are now reaching men do you know that via that it will be easier for you to heal the sick it will be easier for you to do the works of jesus and there will be less activities that, that imagine you finish okay let's say that after that prayer we did on saturday now almost four to three hours like that imagine after that time we now come and say ah we have drama riaza with that type of tiredness you are and your leg or body paining you how would you do it that is the point the very minute the church is not focusing on those things they will start giving themselves to other extra things that will be stressing them out what should stress us out in the ministry of jesus should be prayer the word and reaching out are you getting what i'm saying but you just imagine <laughs> that's how Reverend Dyka was saying something on um people singing he said he, he, he pastored a church in i think 1998 or something like that and he had one brother singing jesus he said the, the jesus sounded like tongues he said you know when people are singing jesus oh i love you i love you he said this sounded like tongues he said ah i said he said i i planned in my i'll deal with this brother he said he called all the music team. he said the music team were very money like about 200 and about 300 people he said we are having a prayer meeting seven to seven seven a.m to seven p.m prayer meeting he said <laughs> that's the week people's mother will be reburied <laughs> people's grandfather suddenly break up again <laughs> that's the week he said that's the week people have excuses everybody was just he said that brother that he planned he said the brother did not come <laughs> He said, people will now say, Pastor, but we are not in a prayer squad. He said, ah, am I saying you should be in a prayer squad? I'm saying, you choir team, let's come to church and pray seven to seven. <laughs> he now said, you cannot pray seven to seven. And they'll give you a mic and you come and say, Jesus, love. He said, you will sing like a Christian. <laughs> and honestly, it's true. Do you notice, that I, I studied people one day. When we're doing when we're doing rehearsal for this um for this our conference and everything, I think we I think there was one day we first prayed, then we now did rehearsal. All of you, including Chiamaka, that used to run around. Everybody's body was calm. Everybody was singing like a Christian. I was like, okay, so this is the secret in my head. I was like, oh, I know what to do for you people next year. <laughs> All right, so. When a church is not focusing on that, they focus on other things. That's when they will start planning cookout. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> Don't you hear what I did not say? <laughs> Calm down. I want you people to be calming down. <laughs> Don't you hear what I did not say? Cookout is not bad. They are like food. <laughs> but <laughs> let's know what we are doing. That's just it. That's just. <laughs> Let's just summarize it that way. <laughs> Let's move on before I say what I'm, what I'm not supposed to say in Christ. Anyway, a duty of a believer is that you'll be a blessing to the local church. Imagine every one of you 
because of you, somebody is seated here and learning. Do you know that you, you will be on your toes wanting to come to church? Do you know if you have a disciple you are training and disciple got to service before you, do you know you'll be pained? You know, who is discipling who? That will keep you on your toes. Just imagine you got somebody saved yesterday. The person told you, ha, sister, I was just praying for six hours. You don't want it. Ha, ha, ha. I want you to be calming down, please. <laughs> you just start teaching the person, calm down. There's, there's patience in Christ. <laughs> be slow in the spirit. <laughs> you know, the, the reason why you'll be teaching is like, I, I, can't, you can't, I just got you saved yesterday. You're not praying more than me. That will keep you on the edge. I remember when we were in WCC. I discovered that many of the people, many of the reasons why many people were on the edge to pray was because they brought their disciples and their disciples had never even prayed, maybe let me say even 10 or 10 hours before or something. And their disciples, so if you are playing, maybe maybe you are just saying, you know, normal thing, maybe you and your friends are like, shabba, blah, 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 blah. half a guy, half a guy, this, you get sweet, you get sweet, you, you, you give me sweet, give me sweet, you, you get what I, you, you will be gisting. Some will say, ah, I can't talk, oh, please, please, let me quickly leave me. My disciple is watching me. That's the statement I kept hearing. My disciple is watching me. It will keep you on the toe to do well. It will keep you even on your toes to live right. So, as you are raising men for God, and God is blessing you, yes, you are reaching men, also is adding an advantage to your Christian life. The one you say you don't want to pray, you don't, you will pray if you start raising men. You will pray. You say you don't want to study. Ah, you don't. Ah, you will study because you know that there's somebody that is listening to you that you want to teach. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, when we get to that point, a church must be focused. So, as a believer, the duty of it, of you, must be that. You must be a blessing to the local church because more men are added to the family through you. And you know, I told you something. I beg you, don't go all around God and be saying, please come to my church. This and that and that. Yes, use your discretion to invite people that maybe you just say that this person is okay and this person will come. Invite them and say, oh, sister, brother, come to church, all of those things. But ensure you, you are still teaching. You are indirectly, after you say come to church, you are still saying, Alpha, what do you know about the gospel? What's, what's up? What can we discuss? Yes, you have invited them. Don't just leave them like that. Keep up with talking. How you get to what I'm saying? Keep up with talking so that when they get here, I don't want to have a service where I'm the one that's coming to say, I, I want to do it. I would love to do it too, but it's not good where you will come to service and someone cannot speak in tongues. You should have gotten the person filled with the Holy Ghost before coming. I mean, it might happen that the person might want to follow you immediately to church and you cannot get the person immediately. That's fine. That's okay. That's reasonable. But it's just on a normal scenario. You get what I'm saying? So, you must understand. So, what message are we preaching when we are out? You need to know it. What message are we to evangelize? The gospel is from the Greek word called euagelion. E-U-H-G-L-L-I-O-N. E-U-H-G-E-L-L-I-O-N. Euagelion. It's from the Greek word. It's from the verb. That you are gelon is from the verb you are gelizo. You are gelizo. E U H G G E L H I Z O. 
is from the verb yuajelizo, E-U-H-G-G-E-L-Z-O. E-L-I-Z-O, sorry. E-L-I-Z-O. So I want you to be coming down. This is not mysteries. Now, anytime I'm... It was yesterday, I started explaining Greek words. Now, I started feeling somehow in SB because of the who, comma, the... The combo one. <laughs> when I was even preparing my notes, <laughs> when I was even, when I was preparing my notes, I was like, "Hey, Greek word again." <laughs> anyway, there's it's from two prefix. <laughs> you probably like, I've come again. <laughs> anyway, it's from two prefix. If I if it is if I were you in your notes, I'll write it this way. You will separate EU. In one side, I know. Calm down. No, I'm making like yesterday. <laughs> EU one side, A G G E L L O S in another side. It's a separate word, but they joined it to joined it together. Just like saying, it's just like all this Oreolua in Yoruba. They will say Oreolua, but they joined it together. It's just like saying Olua Tony. Olua is here. Tony is here, but it's joined together. So that EU is a separate one. A G E-L-L-O-S is another separate one. So E-U is a prefix. So E-U, yeah. A-G-E-L-L-O-S, yeah. So it's just like breaking the word. So I'm trying to expound the word. Do you get what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Joy, I love you. <laughs> so that E-U, what does it mean? It's a prefix. It's just like the way we say in... um. It's just like, let me use an English word. So in case it, an English person is listening to this someday, um, let me use an English word um, that, that is joined together. Um, um, somebody give me one. Uh, um, a combined English word. Just like they say, we, we break all this. Asymmetrical. So there's A, there's asymmetrical. Ah. 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 Ah, English, pass English. Eh? Eh. How were you able to think like that? Hey, even our shaman of English gone. <laughs> She's busy writing. Asymmetrical, <laughs> interesting. So there's A there, there's symmetrical. So that's basically how it is. So in the Greek, there's something like that too. That EU has its own, the Gelios has their own. So that EU is a prefix. Of and it means historically what it historically means it means good. What that EU means it means good, or something that is well spoken of or well spoken of something that is well done or well spoken of that EU it means good historically it means good or something that is well spoken of or something that is well done. So that you are you. So when you use in the Greek when we say you we are saying good. We are saying something that is well done, something that is perfect, well spoken of. Are you getting what I'm saying now? So that jealous, it refers to a messenger. That you are jealous, that jealous now, A-G-L-L-O-S, that's that second one. It means a messenger. It means someone who bears a message or a news, a newscaster. Just like NTA. Co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co
I think NTA news was those news that you would look at. How many of you watch NTA those days? Oh my god! Oh my god! I remember one tweet that was that was passing around. They put president of Nigeria. They now put Amadu Bello. <laughs> and they put another name. They say, please pray for NTA. The tweet is all over now. <laughs> anyway, it means a messenger. So that EU now means good, something that is well spoken of. A-G-L-L-O-S. It means messenger. Somebody that bears the message. Are you following now? Now, so it is synonymous to our angels carry assignments. I'm still on that um, jealous. You are jealous or are jealous, anyone? It's synonymous. It is indirectly the way like our angels carry an assignment. You know what angels do? Let me give you a little, a little background of angels. Angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to men who shall be heirs of salvation. What they do is that they carry message. Just like when they want to deliver a message, they carry the message from God and they come and tell you. They interact with man. They can actually have an interaction with man. The same way they had with, with Joseph in the dream. Fear not. And they are talking. It's just the same way they had with Mary. Fear not. The Lord has um, pleased to you and all of those things. And Mary believed and all of those things. They have those interactions. But they were newscasters. They carried the message. So, it's just the same way. So, when we now say you are Jeleon, we are saying the message is good. But we are a newscaster. We are a carrier of the message. By the virtue of us being born again, we became the carrier of the message. Is it making sense now? It will make sense soon. Now, look at... Look at Mark 16, verse 14. So, this means that it, should, it will describe that it must have a specific message. So, when you're on an outreach... When you are messaging someone on WhatsApp, when you are engaging someone on Twitter, when you are engaging someone on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and all of those things, and you are even on a physical one-on-one outreach, what are you doing? You have a specific message. And I told you before, don't assume. But you have a specific message you want to pass across. Mark 16 verse 14. See something there. Mark 16 verse 14. Afterward appeared unto them as they sat and as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not on them and have seen him after he has risen. So from the pretext of that place now, we'll see that he now told them in verse 15, go and preach. So there was a message. The message is defined. One of the essence for the call of evangelism or for the call of ministry is that you must know the message. As a believer, do you know the message? The message, do you know it? Now, look at 1 Corinthians 15. Let's see the message. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. This message is so potent. Listen to the power of the gospel. The message is so potent that he has the power to say. And the power is actually in the preaching. If Jesus preached, the disciples preached, Moses preached, ah, brother, preach. Don't go and innovate it. Don't go and innovate it all in the name of, eh, ah. You know, before, 
I told you people, you know before, when you were growing up, when you see people dancing in church, it looked like a scene. All this choreography looked like a scene as at a young age. But the church accepted it after a while. You know, comedians was like a scene. Everybody used to speak against comedians growing up. You cannot bring comedy to the church. But for some way, if a program is going on in a church and there is no comedy, it looks as if the program is dry. The church has accepted it only in the name of there is now a gospel comedy. Ha! The gospel comedy will not be the demon. Uh, uh, now, so the demon can't come out to. Hey, everybody. <laughs> no, now. Ah. Must they gospel, gospel music, gospel, gospel drama, gospel comedy. Very soon, the gospel praise that They even turn into praise dance. Very soon, you will see. There will soon be gospel toilet. Because they will not be, be, be adding gospel to everything. Gospel, gospel, God. No, calm down. That, that's, that's the problem. When we, know, when we are trying to innovate more than the apostles, ah, Paul preached. Peter preached. Let's stay with preaching. The power is actually in the preaching. How will we get there? Look at 1 Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declared unto you the gospel which I believe unto you, which I which I which I preached unto you, which I preached. Preach me with your words. Paul did not say which I dramatized unto you. <laughs> anyway. Which also you have received, and where ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you believe the game. So, what did he preach? Look at verse 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which also I received. That is, what he received, he preached it. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. How that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Verse 5 says, and it was seen of Kephas. Kephas means Peter. Are you getting what I'm saying? Kephas is Peter. When you see the word Kephas in the, apost- in the epistles, just know it was talking about Peter. So Peter was a strong, prominent person. So he said, and it was seen of Kephas then the twelfth. So when did he when did he appear to Peter? You know, don't forget the Bible says, and Jesus appeared to Peter and the rest. You get what I'm saying? So this is the confirmation in the epistles. So Kephas here means Peter. It's just the the Hebrew name or the Jewish name. I don't know. I will I'll, I'll figure that out and let you know in subsequent teaching. So. You will see that the Old Testament book explained was also explained in light of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Stick with the message. Don't add it. People will tell you their problem when they are teach, when you are teaching them. They say, "Ah, I have economic this. I have financial crisis. I have um, I have emotional breakdown. This and that." Just say, "Okay, you know, Christ died for our sins. Christ was buried." Christ rose again. Say it. You don't have to stay now. Believe. Say after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe. I, I, many of the people that say that in the, they don't even actually believe. Because after they finish teaching them three days of sources, they not they come and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe. I believe. Say, uh, oh, ah, hey, hey, hallelujah. Now feed this form. <laughs> no. So the understanding of the scripture is an important requirement. Look at Luke. 24, verse 45 to 47, Luke 24. Luke 24, verse 45 to 47, 
Luke 24, verse 45. He opened their, their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said, it is written, He behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins must be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So that is, what would they preach? Beginning at Jerusalem, to, and, and, and you are witness, the message of Christ. Don't get bored of it. This is our internal message. Don't get bored. The reason why people start adding, why they started doing arrow, and started doing comma, they started doing, showing us all of those things, is because they are getting bored of saying the same thing over and over. So they are not looking for mystery that is not lost. They are getting bored of just telling people, Jesus died, Jesus buried, Jesus rose again. They want to be unique. Don't be unique. Why am I even telling you take notice? Because I want you to be able to say the same thing word for word. I'm saying what I'm doing now. Why you see I take notes and I preach from my notes? Because I'm trying to be a preacher who said the same thing as I, as I learned it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we will, we will all be saying the same thing. We will not, so it will look like, so that if we, because there's something that they do, many, many at times, I like something that Saints Community Church do. Sometimes they can even pass down their disciple. They can, they do what they call handover. Maybe they are transferring you from a ministry location. Maybe we, we transfer you now from IUP and we transfer you to ISU to go and do a ministry location. You will transfer your disciple to somebody who is in IUP and they will still continue in the same way. So that when we are teaching, you are, you're, notice, you, you, you are not teaching something different. Then if you now say, okay, we are, leave this person alone, quickly go and do a work for us, enter the person will not be struggling with what Palumi will say. We will all be saying the same thing. Don't get bored. And that, that's where people will not enter those mysteries and be looking for Tavs, Sabbath, Jibara, Bogwe, Resh. I beg you. I beg you. Because they are getting bored. Don't get bored. Just tell me telling them, Jesus died, Jesus buried, Jesus was again. That's all. That's, that's all. What happened? Jesus died, Jesus buried, Jesus again. Do you believe? Yes. That's all. You don't have to, you don't have to tell telling now say after me, the, you will know, it comes with a conviction, you will know, you just say, ah, ah. the person will just say, ah, ah, the person, you will not even know, the person will just say, I, I believe this thing is true, when the person just say that, ah, there's joy in heaven, just be rejoicing, just that, immediately after, don't get, get too excited, yeah, come here, tongues, come and learn tongues, before you can join people that say, it's it's for, it's for, it's for special people. Oh, I have to wait on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> How will somebody want to argue with me? I use First Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians fourteen forty. Let everything be done decently and in order. And tell me that. I can't speak in church because first Corinthians for you <laughs> Let everything we do, you should hear each other. So, when you tell me you come out, you will come out, you should hear each other. You never hear this, so. <laughs> Anyway, so it is the duty of all of us. It's the duty of even me as your leader. 
is the duty of us as a local church leader to ensure we equip you. It's the duty that when you two are leaders, you equip your people with the same explanation of the same scriptures. You will teach and you will make people understand from the scriptures. He instructed them to go and preach repentance and remission of sins in his name. Why do we preach? Another question as I round up now. Why do we preach? 2 Peter 3.9. We'll finish this series today. We'll pick it up maybe sometimes next year. Mm -hmm. Why do we preach? This is 21, right? <laughs> yeah. This year is actually getting to an end anyway. Every day I wake up, is like, I know that when any time it gets to my birthday like that, I just know that the end of the year has finished. That's how I, that's how I calculate the year. Uh, anyway, 2 Peter 3.9. Why do we preach? Why? Why are we? Why, why should we even go out? Me, that I like to stay on my own, why should I leave my house? Anyway, 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. Ah, God, I can't wait to teach you someday. Before you will say, I plan it someday on the long suffering of God. Why that? I know. <laughs> 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 the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but is long suffering towards the world, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God's plan is not that anyone will perish. How many of you, let's, let me ask you a question. How many of you love God? You're not, you, you, none of you love. How many of, okay, how many of you love your father? Your earthly father? <laughs> how many of you love your earthly father? How many of you, <laughs> this one do, not them. How many of you love the gospel? You, you love what you have come to believe with the gospel. How many of you want people to enjoy the same? Like the knowledge you have. See, it's not by lifting up your hands now. <laughs> it's actually by doing something. And now listen. Look at what he says in that first way. He says that any should not come to, to perish. You know that we are, like I, like I, like I always tell you people, is our father we are the sons so that is just the same thing that your father has you have right the same son name you bear with your father except by marriage you not change and everything hey <laughs> sorry it's about change man anyway <laughs> sorry anytime i just remember that this happened that's when i used to mention your name <laughs> anyway um by virtue of us receiving the gospel, we became years of God's throne. We became years of the family. We became joint years with God. We have received the spirit of adoption, everything. So what all that the Father have, we have. All that he is, he, we have. You get what I'm saying? Now, God is not coming down again to do the work. He has entrusted us as a son. That who came, my son. I'm seated in the right hand of God, where you two you are seated. But you are the one here on earth. Go and do my work. That is some sort of commitment that God will trust us to do his work. Jesus preached when he was alive. He walked around. He preached. But now he's not telling us you do the same. 
How many of you want people to enjoy the benefit of internal salvation? So that people will be tired. You know, a lot of young people, a lot of old people are, are messed up and they are still wondering and they are still going to list, Father, forgive me for my sins of omission, commission, correction, and everything. This, this, this I used to pray to those days. Father, the sin in my heart, the sin in my thinking, and the sin in my thoughts. Knowing and unknowing, knowing, willing and unwilling. Even the sins of your father. Father, forgive me. Father, I am sorry. You know, after that, this are the pattern of the prayer is to go. Father, I thank you. Lord of eternal rock of ages, King of kings and Lord of lords, um, Lion of the tribe of Judah. I am that I am, the, the ancient of this, the unchangeable God, the unbendable bender. Ha! The Elohim, the unbendable bender, the rock of ages. The king, yeah. you are that. I worship you. You will not be, you will not be, especially when you have done something bad. That's when you start, you start, you start, keep, you start, you start whining God with your praise. <laughs> You're like, Father, I need to whine you. <laughs> you say, Father, I've come as a shepherd and as a sinner. Only I have come as your throne, to your throne. Forgive me. For all I've sinned. For all I've sinned and fall short. <laughs> Remember that our mystery. Zachel's fair short, so we are short. <laughs> anyway, you now see all of those things, and you know the sin consciousness that will be baffling you. It's 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 crazy. But now you've been liberated. You know you 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 now know better. How many of you want people to enjoy the same? Yes, they will fight you. You are trying to help. You know the funniest thing about this thing eh, is that you are trying to help them, but they will still be fighting you for trying to help them. Don't worry. It's for this cause. It's for this cause. They, you, you'll be telling them, ah! You'll be seeing them going, you, ah! They'll still be telling you, free my life. Guy, free my life. I don't want to believe. I'm tired. It's heresy. Ha! <laughs> Calm down. You have to teach. You have to teach. Just keep at it. Keep at it. Look at First Timothy. Look at First Timothy. First Timothy. First Timothy, you are tired? I mean, if you are tired, you are not tired. You can't be tired now. We die. Here. We die here. Good. First Timothy. First Timothy, come on. Come on, restart it. First Timothy um, 2, 3 to 7. First Timothy 2, 3 to 7. In our says, um, First Timothy 2, 3 to 7, it says, <clears throat> For kings, ah, what am I, is, is my eyes is my turning on you? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so it says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God the Savior, who we have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of of the truth for there is one god one mediator between god and man the man christ jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all to be testified in due time so the will of god is for all men to be saved all men atheist buddhist black hispanic kokoye <laughs> 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 we, 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 
Everybody. Oh my god, and this is interesting. Oh my god. I think we start we need to start we need to start editing now. Anyway. Is the will of God is for all men to be saved. All. All. The one that did you evil. The powers from your father's house. Your principalities. The, the will of God is for them to be saved. The woman that look you and say you will see. The will of God is for her to be saved. <laughs> it's the will of God for every man to be saved. Every man. And God is counting on you. He is. I beg you. I challenge you. Please. Preach the gospel. Let's be a church who is committed to serious and deliberate evangelism. Yes, we'll start, I'll start giving you how we'll reach out. Now things are getting back to normal. All of us will start going actively out again and everything. But I don't want you to wait for a collective time before you on your own go. You know you can be led of God to just drop your car and enter the bus someday. And just and you meet someone. You know, you can just be led of God to walk around and you meet people. Give room for the promptings of God's Spirit to lead you to men you will talk to at times. Write that down. That I give room for myself, for the leading of God to prompt me to talk to certain people who will hear me. I give room for myself to be led of God. To talk to people. Ah, I forgot what I said. <laughs> you listen to the audio again. So give room for the prompting of God's spirit to lead you to certain people you talk to. Anyway, now let's move ahead. Romans 1. Romans 1, 16 to 17. I trust God. Um, look, no, Romans, Romans 1, 16 to 17. I trust God that. Many of you will come to me telling me, I have five disciples, I have 10 disciples, I have 20 disciples, I have 50 disciples, I have 100 disciples. Um, to the point that you're dis- you know, you can disciple. They were just recently telling me about how um, it's a certain church, they are given to evangelism and everything. And They've just been winning souls, winning souls. Not the Instagram post, or not you. You will not even know. And everywhere is so filled up that they can't even use their space anymore. Just imagine we are committed that way. Just imagine all of us. You are committed to winning souls. Yes, you have your things in the natural, but you are committed. It's just about men. You have to train. You have to. You will. You will get how God calls you. How God works with you by that. Romans 1, 16 to 17, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, the Jews first, and also to the Greek. For daring is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So Paul taught the Roman church and told them that the gospel of Christ is the power of God to save anyone that believes in it. The, power, the gospel is the power of God. The gospel of Christ is the power of God to save anyone who believes. So, preaching the gospel to the unsaved, you will see in Romans 10, verse 6 to 17. How shall they hear, except they be sent? How shall they be sent? All of those things. 
in verse 14 it says how shall they call on him in whom they've not believed and how shall they believe in whom they've not heard so for the unsafe to believe the gospel they have to call on the name of the lord and firstly how do they call on the, upon the name of the lord it is via the message of christ via the message of the gospel look at in matthew 9 37 to 38 matthew 9 37 to 38 what do we preach Matthew 9, 37 to 38. Matthew 9, 37 to 38. It says, <clears throat> It says, And he said unto them, The harvest is truly precious, for the laborers are few. Pray the, the Lord of the harvest, for he will send for laborers into the harvest. The word laborers is from the Greek word egates, E R G A T S. E-R-G-A-T-E-S. It implies somebody who toys, who expands energy. It impedes hard work, diligence. You have to be diligent with the cause of the gospel. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Study. Go out and preach. Rich men. Have people on your WhatsApp that you are sending reports to, that you are, they are telling them, Hey, guy, what's up? How are you? Have them. Have people that is giving you reports too. Have men you want to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Have them all around you. It keeps you busy. Because as you are teaching them, you are getting better. As you are teaching them, you want to pray more. You have to be diligent. It shows the tax. This shows the, when it says a laborer, this shows us the tax that Christ, the head of, who is the head of the church, has committed to our trust. So you see from Paul's explanation in Romans 10, verse 14 to 15, that if we do not preach the gospel, then we will not be able to create avenue for people to receive salvation. If me and you do not preach the gospel, then men will not be saved. If me and you do not preach the gospel, a lot of people will go to a fire. If me and you do not preach the gospel, a lot of people will perish. How many of you want your friends to perish? I was expecting an answer. <laughs> I knew you why we raised up a hand. <laughs> I'm even surprised you did not raise up a hand. Anyway. <laughs> How many of you don't want anyone to perish? How many of you wish the whole world can be in heaven? Which is not possible. But you know that we must do our part. Look at somebody like Riyad Donkey. I think towards the ending of his life, he calculated how many souls he has led to Christ. That's almost a billion. So let's say we have populated heaven now with a billion souls, truth prayer bonky. And the world population is 14 billion. I believe, I mean, that's the estimated amount of the world population, 14 billion people. So let's rehabonky now has taken 1 billion. Wow. And he took them in Africa. So in that say now, we have one billion souls registered in heaven. And you know it's an eternal salvation. It's not that one that people used to jump the, the, uh, and off. <laughs> Just believe you're done. It's an eternal salvation. One billion. Just imagine, you, all of us now, will not make a target. I will say, in my own lifetime, one billion. In your own lifetime, one billion. You know we take the word. No, think about that. No, how many of us are here now? Just a few number of us now. Just imagine we, we now say, okay, let's just say we say 
mule, 200 million souls, or one, uh, one, 500 million souls. You see, 500 million souls. 500, we shall, just so that we're not selfish, we shall share, <laughs> we shall share that way. 500 million souls, 500 million souls, 500 million souls. You know, it's not by crusade. Don't go think crusade. It's by that WhatsApp chat. It's by that person. You cannot, you, don't, you say you want to take the nations. Take the nations from here. And don't be waiting for crusade. It's from now. You get what I'm saying? It starts from now. God is counting on you. And due to the truth of the matter is this. I believe every soul was accounted to someone. I believe as time goes by, by the year, I will be able to explain that well. But I know something deep down in me. If the Bible says we will receive a crown for every soul, that is, we have a trophy for every soul, that shows bear probably, now, this is me giving my own, now, this, I'm not saying this is doctrinal or something, this is me. This is just my own logical thinking and everything. So try and separate this one from doctrinal stuff now. Now, logically thinking and just meditating on many things at times, I just figure. That means, this is me thinking now. That means probably via the predestination of God or via the foreknowledge of God, God would have assigned a certain number of souls this person will reach in his lifetime. But what if we couldn't reach them just because we are playful? Because God knows that you will get born again. Hope you know. His will is that no one will perish, but he knew that you will get saved. And because you get saved, he knows that you will be trained to do the work of ministry. And your work is now to go and train others. What if God has given you thousands of men to train? You need to actually start from the day you got born again. So how many souls have you trained since you got born again? Like I told you, if we don't create avenue to preach, then we are injuring the salvation of men. Don't always look for opportunity. Create one. Gather people around. Gather your family. Gather your roommates. Have 30 minutes. Even if it is 10, even if it is 5 seconds. Have it. And say, let's just, let's just study and pray. Train them. You will just gather. People will come. That thing will turn to house sales. It will just turn to a cell meeting. That people will just know that, ah, this sister is teaching in this house. This teacher is teaching in this house. It will expound. Just pray. And even if it doesn't expound, you are doing God's work. You are training men. And imagine you are not training them on teaching them to go and evangelize. And you are training them to bring them to your outreach. Please. It will grow. It will. So now, let's see. How many of you, you have been born again for almost five years? Let's, let's, let's do a count. Five years. You believe the gospel five years. For over five years. Yes. So it's even a When you believe, believe, or when you have overbelieved. <laughs> okay, let's say when you have overbelieved before. Let's say you have believed for let's say for a long let's say you have been in the church circles. Okay, let's do it this way. If you have been in the church circle, you've you've been a church rat, 
<laughs> You've been a church rat from a long time. Let's say, let's say for the space of 10 years. How many of you? You've just been going to church, you've been hearing the gospel. Not, I mean, not what we preach and everything, but at least you shall be hearing, you shall be going to church. How many of you? All right. Okay. Now, how many of you, how many of you started praying in tongues from that 10, from that like 10 years ago? Okay, two. All right. How many of you? No, for if I slap you. If I, <laughs> Was it not three years ago? No, it was four years ago. Five, oh, four years ago. Okay. All right. So, how many of you... Okay, how many of you believe the gospel, let's say, three years ago? The gospel. The gospel. <laughs> yeah, the gospel. Three years ago. Okay. okay the, the truth of the gospel. Okay. All right. Now, see. How many of you have been praying in tongues for like three years now? Okay, now, how many of you have raised, out of you would have raised up? Out of you would have raised up. How many souls have you led to Christ within that three years? It's not a general question, right? It's, it's a general. No, within that three years, how many souls have you led to Christ? Have, how many? Yeah, you, should, you can. You can. You really can to the point where you will, lost, you will lose count. You really can. I can count. Personally, at this point of my life, I can still count the souls I've reached. No, no, no. Don't say that. Just give me a number and estimate. Somebody you have led to Christ. I believe the God. Now, listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying someone who was a Christian before. There's two. I will ask you another one. I'm not saying someone has been in church before. You now taught the person the gospel. I'm saying someone who did not believe at all. You taught the person the gospel. Wait. No one. No kid. Now. Someone was a Christian before. You now, you now did work to convert the person. How many? You have done one. So, um, is it up to five? It's up to five. Are they are they consistent with ministry? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Just one. <laughs> I can probably are they consistent with ministry? If no, then something is wrong. Then you have to walk, you have to double up. It it must give you joy to see that the person I, I changed is preaching. It must give you joy. To see that the person I changed is praying. Okay, now let's bring the count down. If you have believed the gospel, let's say one year. Now, let's lift up your heads. Lift up your holy hands. One year. You just you, have, you know the truth of the gospel. One year. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> lift. <laughs> okay. One year. Okay. Two. You get if I punch you. Anyway, now. How many people have you talked to <laughs> about the gospel? Talked. No. <laughs> you have been three years. <laughs> you have been three years. You have talked and you have reached men and you cannot successfully <laughs> bring. <laughs> we have. To... <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait. Let we get there. How many people have you talked to about the gospel? 
No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the one year, the one year gap. Okay. You guys give me Yes, give me an estimate. Zero and five. Okay, cool. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. That's that that that's that's some truthfulness, and that makes sense because I mean that's one year, and you are still growing. Okay. That's growing. That's that's a bit. So if you believe six months. If you just believe the gospel, like let's say six months and below, <laughs> six months and below. Hey, why you believe since you're just so serious? <laughs> okay, all right, let's do it this way. Now, guys, it might look funny, but it shows that we have not started. It shows that we've been enjoying. I'm even talking to myself, inclusive. It shows that we've just been enjoying the truth of the gospel and we are just selfish. It shows that we don't care about people. It shows that we have a non-chalat attitude. It shows we are wicked. Yes, you heard me right. It shows we are wicked. It shows we are stifling men from what we are enjoying. This thing was born in your heart. Every day you wake up to teach men. Imagine you are talking in tongues. You are enjoying the benefit of tongues. And your friend, the person used to say, Afa, 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 let's go and hang out like Judas, cannot even talk in tongues. It must pain you. It must. The power, it's so. Look at Acts 4 12, the last scripture I'll show you today. Acts 4 12. It must. It must pain you. You must do something. I want a situation whereby every one of you are reaching out to me and saying, you know, I just talked to this person. I just talked to this person. Look at what it says in Acts 4 verse 12. Neither is there any salvation in order. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Therefore, as powerful as the message of Christ is, it cannot save anyone unless it is preached. Except we use our mouth to say it, it cannot save anyone. Yes, the message is powerful because that's the message. Just preach the message. Just tell people, they was that Jesus buried Jesus is there. But it cannot save unless it is preached, unless it is heard, unless it is believed. Why are we going to reach out more? Are we going to put our messages online just so that people will hear it? Not so that we can gain views and money and, I mean, just for people to hear it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, as a believer, we must uphold this tax at all time. All time. So, I challenge you as I challenge myself that we have not been working at. This is a call for evangelism. It pains me to, as even your leader, to see that many of you have not raised men. It pains me that many of you cannot sit down with your disciples in a service like this. Where both of you hear a message like this and both of you are planning like say, Sister, let's go and reach out. It's paining me. It's paining me too that we are not working out on the gospel. It's paining me that we are just enjoying it alone and we are stifling it from others. So people, I challenge you as I challenge myself. I don't know how it's pricking your heart, but it's pricking my own heart. 
that we, there's much work to be done. I need us to be very radical. Start that outreach. It is in your house. You can start it. It's in your school. Start it. It's in your, your location. Anywhere. Just get them. Sisters, let's come together. Let's study. 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I'll just teach you. We'll just pray. Do you understand tongues? Teach them tongues. Five minutes. Get them filled. Let them speak fast. Get them. Teach them. Gather them. Have that man you are looking up to. That when you hear a message, you are sending it to them and say, you must hear this one. You must give me reports. Are you getting what I'm saying? Bow your heads and pray. Make a commitment today. Tell your father, do something. Tell your father how many souls you want to reach here on earth. Make a commitment. Just say boldly that, Father, I want to trust you. I know I trust your spirit that I want to reach a certain number of souls. You can have it in your back of your mind. It can be 5 million. It can be 10, which is not which you don't want. It can be 20 million. It can be 1 billion. It can be 10 billion souls. May I have told God, I've told my father, I said, Father, North America, I want to make sure that we depopulate North America from the kingdom of hell. So that on the last day, North America, Father, when North America is standing, people that will go to hell in North America will just be five, ten, six, seven. They will just be people that we gave up on. But every billions of souls in North America, in all the continents in North America, in, I mean continent, I mean in all the countries in North America, they are saved. They are doing the work of ministry. They are reaching out. And it will now be that North America will reach the whole world with the gospel. That is my desire, Father. That is my desire. I don't know what is yours. My desire is that on the last day, when we are standing to preach, when we are standing and we are collecting our crowns, that day it will just be two people that will not be, it might not be two people that in North America that will go to hell, including the young ones, including the old ones. Pray aloud. Be on your feet and pray aloud. Pray aloud. Make a commitment in your heart to the Lord. Make a commitment in your heart to the Lord. That's my own commitment. I don't know about you. Father, it is just to see that souls are saved. Just to see that souls are trained for ministry. Father, I know in North America, I want it to be that on the last day, you will say, well done, son. You did a good job in North America. You did a good job you sent me to do in North America. That it will just be as if it was just five people. Maybe newcomers that just came to North America before they came. Before the last day. That we couldn't reach. That we'll go to hell. But that all souls in this North America. In the young, the old, the blacks, the whites, the Hispanics. We believe the gospel. This is my desire, Jesus. This is my desire. I know you will strengthen me. I know you have strengthened me. I know you have enabled me. I know you will still keep enabling me as I study, as I pray. I know you will keep directing me. I know you will keep leading me. I know that men will keep getting blessed through me. I know that men will listen to the words you've put in my mouth around the nations of North around the nations in North America and beyond. I know that the men I will reach for you will reach the world. I know, I know, Father. I know. I know you will uphold me. I know you will uphold those you've given to me too. 
to carry the same vision, to carry the same commitment, to be fervent and to just be so winning crazy. I came this evening, Lord Jesus, to ensure I put the same passion on these men listening to my voice. And those who will hear this, even in times and in, and in years to come, that the same passion, the same fire for men, for souls to be rekindled in their hearts. Make that commitment. You may be five million. You may be. Give, make the commitment that, Father, I won't disappoint you. I won't. Souls will be saved through me. I will preach the gospel. I will heal the sick. I will raise the dead. I will demonstrate the power of God. The influence of the Spirit will be seen through me and the ministry. Lord, I ask and I pray that North America is yours. The light, light has come to this nation because I came. Because you sent me to this nation, light has come. Yes, Father, yes, yes. I'm confident because I know you will strengthen me. And I know you are strengthening me. I know I am enabled to do the work. I know that I will not neglect personal evangelism. Even no matter when I'm old, I will still be reaching out personally. I will not neglect personal evangelism. I will not substitute brass for gold. I will not replace Saturday evangelism with online with online evangelism. I will still go to the streets. I will still talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. And I will preach. Men will be saved. That North America, the whole of North America will be flooded with light. North America is washed by your blood. North America is washed by your blood. From New York to Atlanta. From Atlanta to Oklahoma. From Oklahoma to Connecticut. From Connecticut to Rhode Island to Delaware, to Michigan, to Ohio, to Indiana, to Chicago, to Michigan, to Cincinnati, to Arkansas, to Kentucky, Lord, to even Alaska, to Hawaii, to Canada, to Mexico, to all the states in North America. We will flood it with the light of your gospel. Through me, through the men you will give me. That at the last day, it will be said that all the body in the nation of North America is reached with the gospel. That's the commitment, Lord. I came, Lord Jesus, that all these men listening to me will catch the same fire. We catch the same fire. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is my own passion. That on the last day, when North America stands, it will be said that because Ayo Benson came to North America, there was no soul lost in this nation. It is possible. We just have to be deliberate. We will reach men. The men we will reach will reach men. The men we will reach will reach men. All over the nations, in the in all over the 51 states in this North America, all over the states, all over the countries around the North America will be reached. Then when we are not done, we will start reaching. Imagine we are not done with North America. Everybody is saved. There's there's a fellowship in everybody's house. There's a church, a sound church, teaching the gospel. People are now being led of God to travel around. We will not be going to Iran. We are going to Asia. We're going all around, just because we conquered this nation. It's possible. I believe it is. It looks as if it is 
wow, how will we do this? Where I want to be natural on this on saying your dream must be bigger than your vision. All those all those acquire and aspire and go to fire people. That's my own that's my own. That the souls will be saved in North America. What is yours? What is yours? Pray a bit more again. Pray a bit more. Just pray a bit more. You're my desire. Nothing else matters. You're my delight. To you, Lord, I sing. Hallelujah. You mean more than this world. To me, more than this world. To me, you mean more than this world. To me, Amen. Hallelujah. You know you are enabled. You know you are enabled. You say it, you say it to yourself. You know you are enabled. You know you are enabled. You know you are strengthened. You know you are strengthened. You know you are strengthened. You know you will fulfill what God called you to do. You know you fulfill what God called you to do. You will fulfill it. You will fulfill it. I will reach men. The men I reach, we in turn reach men. The, the, those men, we in turn reach men. They will in turn reach men. Via me, there will be a multiplicity of the gospel. Via me, men will be trained. Men will be saved. Men will receive healing. The dead will be raised. I will preach. I will not grow weary. On my last day on earth, I will be said that I'm a man of God. That it will, they will call my name, they will call my name and, they will say, and they will say, This is a man, this is a man sent, of God. sent of God. Pray in tongues of God. Pray in tongues of God. You are a man sent of God. Pray in tongues of God.